0: Yo, move my subs like I move bricks. Think fresh in this bitch, yo. This is <laughs> yo, 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 Damn. yo, yo. Murder on the beat, <laughs>
1: King King Push with the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Ty, how are you doing today?
0: I am doing really well, Eric. I'm so excited to be in the booth with you. I'm craving some subway i'm craving talking about subway uh yeah that that's kind of my energy right now can you match that
1: i yeah i mean fuck dude i'm honestly stoked to be talking to you i've been thinking about this all day um I'm still feeling like hung over from our last episode <laughs> <laughs> like emotionally hung over you know what i mean i think that was such a mm-hmm. whirlwind of um topics and Bud heavies that mm-hmm. I'm still feeling the shakes today. You know, I'm just like mm-hmm. so excited to booth to get in the booth. again <laughs>
0: that I have the shakes, <laughs> literally shaking to jump in the bod booth.
1: The Venn diagram of
0: podcasters and narcotics users aligns with the sh- the shaking and the sweats. Mm-hmm,
1: exactly, it looks
0: exactly like two white chocolate chip
1: macadamia nut cookies in the bag overlapping.
0: Mm, yum. I ate some uh, Subway cookies this weekend. Uh, more on that later. Oh, wow. I want to hear. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think we should, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we should definitely close the loop on what went down post pod last episode. As the breadheads know, we uh, meet yes. and build with Friends of the Pod, How Original Podcast. Post pod, we challenge them to a 2v2 pod v pod tennis match. Mm mm-hmm. uh, Things got yeah. pretty down and dirty on the court, hey?
1: It sure did. And it was um, cut short, you know, criminally cut short because we potted way longer than we wanted to. We
0: mm-hmm. were initially
1: going to quickly jump in the booth for a tight 30, but mm-hmm. ended up like hanging out for an hour and then Oop. hitting record and then recording for an hour. So we had like 30 minutes to play. <laughs>
0: I don't know why we even, like, game ourselves like that. It's the same thing when I go in a subway. I, every time I go in a subway, I'm like, just a six-inch today, fam, you know? <laughs> I don't I don't need the 12 inches. And then I walk up to the line, and I just spit the mm-hmm. word foot long. It just comes out. It's extracted from my body. It's leaving my soul like an exorcism. Hmm. Yeah,
1: that's probably the, like, literal definition of an addiction. It's like when you, like, can't control yourself to just you know be a strong man so long. Say no. <laughs> like that <laughs> Jesus RIP everyone's ears mm-hmm. um, but yeah Ty we did play tennis and it was pod versus pod
0: mm-hmm. and
1: <sighs> breadheads, you're going to be Dude. so proud of us I'm happy to report that we
0: won the match mm-hmm. yep the breadheads are just a bunch of proud boys right now um, <laughs> Eric went from serving one liners on in the booth to serving aces on the court. Um, mm-hmm. It was a close game. It was a fun game and uh, yeah. it feels good to be top dog. Yeah. Ty went from
1: slicing margarita pizza to slicing the tennis ball.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It was but on quite impressive
1: to see on purpose. Yeah, that's right. Um, it was fun, man. We got to do a little rematch though. Cause I could tell that Patrick was, was fuming.
0: Mm-hmm. he was hungrier than to. he looks when he walks in the green and yellow doors yeah i know the, after the game this is <laughs>
1: you missed out on this because you have to leave early but we were both like we were all shaking also <laughs> we were <laughs> like fuck dude we're so hungry like all of us could like barely socialize after the game we're just like huff, like huffing down a newport <laughs> on our mm. way to a, a taco restaurant but yeah that was uh that took
0: all the energy out of us i guess you could say dude a single newport for dinner is almost as unhinged as my lunch today which is a single saltine cracker that i consumed (laughs) right before jumping in the booth i saw you consume that um you are what you eat i guess a one bite cracker (laughs) (laughs) thank Um. you for that uh damn but i've been eating good otherwise eric um I did eat two cookies this weekend. I'll more on that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's very in place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, but speaking of having a single Newport for dinner in time, I'd love to. I'm happy to pot today because we are celebrating weekend one of Coachella.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the only weekend that really matters. And I just want to talk to you about a certain performance that happened at Coachella that Maybe the breadheads are aware of, maybe they're not. Are you aware of um, Flub Ocean taking the stage?
0: <laughs> yeah. Frank, oh shit, is he going to perform? <laughs> Frank, oh shit, he's an hour late.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Dude, biggest letdown of the year. Like, yes, I'm the broke boy who is waiting to tune into the live stream, but it's not disrespectful no. the way that he handled this whole thing. And I had utmost respect for Frankie. And mm-hmm. now, after all this, I, it just like makes me a little annoyed with him, a little peeved, mm-hmm. if you will, that he would he would make his fans, he, he puts his fans through so much already, so much waiting, so much uncertainty. And then to play this game on them is, I don't know, a bit uncool, don't you think?
1: Very uncool. Um, so hold on a second. You're telling me that you waited around for a Coachella live stream in your
0: 30s? uh i wasn't waiting around but i was paying attention to the uh internet to just see kind of what was happening Mm -hmm. and whether or not it was worth jumping in and like Mm -hmm. but there is nothing more broke boy than like scrolling around trying to find a a good ig live of like him playing night (laughs) you know
1: (laughs) yeah so like circa 2017 when people were like putting the arrow on their story saying like subscribe to notifications you said yes ma'am i will do that and you subscribe to the frank ocean daily um (laughs) ig account waiting for that live stream
0: dude i actually uh went to the frank ocean tag on instagram and there was only one uh other person that i follow that was following the frank ocean tag and it was Michelle Lammy, which I thought was funny. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's actually fascinating. So,
1: wow. So the Rick Owen, the Queen of Rick. Mm-hmm. The Rick Queen is a fan of Frank. you think she was mm-hmm. disappointed. What, what was she doing on, on Sunday night or whatever it was?
0: Oh, I'm sure she was like passed out in a tent by then. Like <laughs> <laughs> She's getting yeah. old. It's a long day
1: yeah she was taking some rick owens fit pics at the revolve tent mm-hmm. <laughs> wow but um yeah yeah dude horrible horrible day for frank ocean fans i mean mm-hmm. the audacity to show up an hour late um i think just like i don't know man people people are saying like don't be so entitled right like you just need to like take what he gives you and just be happy mm-hmm. uh, i don't agree with that at all i think he's like i think it's your duty to like please the paying fans basically it's your responsibility mm-hmm. to provide to them because they are the ones who are paying for the ticket right
0: totally if you're like them a
1: shitty show then like why am i there people have to fly I, in I, for that bullshit right
0: 100 eric people flew in they bought their tickets like it's one thing to not do the live stream sure i didn't pay anything for that show but there <laughs> was people that like dedicated their whole weekend because they're f- frank fanatics franknatics mm-hmm. if you will um and to have them like show up late and kind of like half-ass the set is a bit of a bummer mm-hmm. absolutely i
1: i remember considering buying tickets and i'm so happy i didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> I me should too. know better than to buy anything coachella related like it's just like i don't know i'm not i'm no longer an 18 year old ig girl <laughs> so mm-hmm. i i don't need to i don't need to partake
0: the worst part about this whole drama, Eric, is that other artists will look to that as a role model for how to conduct oneself. And I could see the um, tr- trickle down artistry, even affecting our lowly sandwich artist. Imagine mm-hmm. if they were a little late to the toaster and burnt your sub or mm-hmm. didn't offer you the chips and cookies upgrade. I had two cookies this weekend. More on that later. Um <laughs> So you can imagine you can like how stop this right affects edging me so hard, bro. You can imagine how this affects the ego of all artists everywhere. They, they say, I want to be a head. If, if this is what you got to do to be a Coachella headliner, then I'm a bread headliner. <laughs> we are your
1: dedicated bread headliners. We are never mm-hmm. late. Except <laughs> never for, late. <laughs> except for when Ty's on vacation, then we know show. Um, mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Um, I'm, so I am worried about do. the...
0: We're late monthly, like something else.
1: Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And what does that tie
0: for our listeners? <laughs> that one was for not for our male audience. Um, <laughs> what were you saying anyways about Coachella? Oh, I was going to say
1: Coachella was arguably the second worst live performance that happened over the weekend. Um, mm. Do you know what the worst one is? Uh, was it Jay-Z's show in Paris? Jay-Z.
0: No. You're familiar with the work of <laughs> Jay-Z. I am familiar with Jay-Z, but he performed this weekend. I saw a few videos online of him uh, banging out a set somewhere in Paris. Oh, wow. hmm Living up to the song name. Mm-hmm. Um, no,
1: Ty, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Love is Blind Season mm, yes. finale, the live event. Did you also wait around? Did you have that open in your other tab <laughs> while <laughs> while waiting for Frank? You're like, you know what? Let me tap into see what uh,
0: see if love is blind. I don't know. At four seasons later, I still don't know. Dude, people that were like trying to watch live shows this weekend would be losing their mind on Sunday night. <laughs> just like ba- like the Marriage Story, like hammering the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Did you watch that? I, I had no clue that was going on I haven't watched the season I don't care but I I think I feel like you watched that show I think you brought it up to me before
0: I have brought it up to you my LP does follow the love is blind lore Um, (laughs) I was blind to the finale happening I didn't learn about it until I saw many a woman on my Instagram feed complaining about it on their stories Mm -hmm. Uh, that's how I get most of my news nowadays
1: Mm mm-hmm I'm sorry to hear that. Well, yeah, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> in either. Um, great. So we don't have to talk about it, but Ooh. first
0: ever, that was the first ever event, live event for Netflix. So it's not often. they very did to one start. other thing. No, they did one other thing, didn't they? Netflix live <laughs> events. Um, I could have sworn that they participated in some other live thing, but maybe I'm. Maybe I'm out to lunch. A Chris Rock special? (laughs) I don't know. Fuck. Doesn't matter. Um, Oh,
1: the Chris Rock special was a live taping, mm. but it wasn't necessarily a live performance, or was it?
0: Kind of like CCTV?
1: Maybe. Cool.
0: Um, I don't know. But yeah, dude, the whole Love is 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 Blind thing, I don't know. Like... I think my theory is that they're bringing on progressively uglier and uglier people every season until the hypothesis becomes correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would expect it to be um, more and more correct. Are you thinking – so if first season they had like some cuties on there that got hint- hitched up or what?
0: I can't really remember, but I just feel like there's a general degradation. Like they didn't even tell people <laughs> – like they didn't even um, – you know when they put the occupation below the people's names – in the show, Oh, yeah. Felt like they weren't really doing that anymore, which tells me they don't have their money up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the layoffs have uh,
1: hit the tech industry hard, Ty. So Pretty bad. all these people that are now laid off have yep. shot their application over to Netflix Studios. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Said, like, let me uh, try to get some invisible top.
0: For sure. But the, actually, honestly, Eric, the whole situation, the whole concept of the Love is Blind... <laughs> Uh, concept. It it, it it is destined to fail because you have two competing forces happening. You have the pursuit of love which requires two people to make compromises and work together. But then you have reality television which thrives off of drama and big personalities and people who want it all for themselves climb the pyramid, you know. Mm-hmm. And Netflix needs to make a decision where do they commit to the big personalities and give us entertainment, or do they commit to the theory, the underlying theory of the show and give us people that are willing to actually work it out. And I don't, I don't think they want to play that game, but they need at least some sort of success rate on the show for that to justify another season. So (laughs) they're in a tight position. It must be a very difficult casting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because anyone with, any Riz would never go on to that show, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? If you have real life Riz, then <laughs> you're not like sending in the resume to Netflix being like, hey, I need to like swindle women into liking me because I'm like mm-hmm. hard to look at, to put it nicely.
0: Or <laughs> if you think of uh, the qualities somebody is looking for as a triangle and on one corner you have broke on the other corner you have but ugly and the third one you have bad personality like most people are coming in there with maybe two like two of those things maybe one maybe all three mm-hmm. wow imagine having all three of those things eat the true icky guy of of the love world <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, icky guy. <laughs>
1: my that's a icky guy yeah. whoa whoa <laughs> holy shit um some pretty never clever really work like, yeah i never really like understood the format of that show because like first episode there's people proposing and shit it doesn't make any sense to me it's like it's the the timeline is more fucked than like inception like i don't know what's happening at any given point because mm-hmm. like first episode one person's like meeting and then falling in love and then getting married i'm like oh fuck i guess the season's over that was the
0: whole the whole story, just the happen. whole plot. Yeah. Like so many soap operas and sitcoms have made an entire season around the eventual marriage of two people. Look at How mm-hmm. I Met Your Mother, for example. Yeah. Like the climax of
1: a traditional show is like, quite literally like getting married at the very end. That's like last episode. <laughs> but in this show, Ty, that, that, they get that shit sorted out at the very beginning. And then mm-hmm. the real climax is them preparing for the wedding and then being left at the altar. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude, it's whack. It's kind of like if the sandwich artist put the sauce on first.
1: Yeah, or they just like sped through without asking you and then like gave you a hard time about like payment options. Like that's kind of like.
0: Holy shit. No, that literally is what it is, Eric. It's having <laughs> a sandwich garden quickly rush together a foot long for you that you kind of asked for. And then you have to deal with the repercussions of it. You have to sit at the <clears> table <throat> and be like, do I want to eat this? <laughs> i kind of asked for it i kind of didn't like yeah, there's exactly. some there's some veggies in there i don't really like mm-hmm. i don't they yeah. put the tuna in there there's a, there's a, a loose tuna flake
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or imagine ordering a subway sandwich blindfolded could you do it could, <laughs> could, what if the sneeze guard was had the five percent tint and you like couldn't see through it And so, like, you have to just, like, trust that the veggies that day were, like, looking in order. So, you're like, oh, fuck, do I risk it with the guac this time?
0: (laughs) That's how our drive-through patrons probably feel. Whoa. Yeah, driving through subway is love is blind. Love is hungry. Love is hungry. I think if you want a true, like, um, love is blind experience at subway, you actually need to blindfold the sandwich artist so that they (laughs) don't really know what they're grabbing um glove is (laughs) blind we'll call it
1: wow glove is blind
0: because like it won't make that big of a difference because like i say pickle they grab banana pepper one way or another whether they're using Mm -hmm. like their eyes aren't really the tool that they're using to select from the meat and vegetables what they're really relying on is muscle memory Mm -hmm. like i i say green pepper and then their arm moves Three buckets left, four buckets right, like a claw machine, and then goes down. And they've got that in their little <laughs> eight bit computer, mm-hmm.
1: and exactly like the claw machine, they just kind of reach down with their hand and like move it up and close at the same time, kind of like you know the claw machine at the at the arcade where it doesn't even like pick up anything, and then and they just kind of have to keep doing it. <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> yeah, like
1: actually, a little more.
0: <laughs> There's like two schools of thought. I feel like the sandwich artists have with uh like selection of meat and veggies one is the very mechanical claw machine and they tend to pick up very little um Mm -hmm. uh the second one is you know those like rubber hands that you could play with as a kid that you'd like fling and they would shoot really far and stick to things (laughs) sometimes you get a like a wacky ass sandwich artist that's kind of like that where their hand just like flies into the bucket causes a bunch of chaos lettuce erupts in the air like confetti and then mm-hmm. they still only grab a few flakes to get onto your footlong, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a lot more exasperated.
1: Mm-hmm. Shout out to those artists, man. We need more passionate creators like that mm-hmm. building sandwiches for us. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: they're the conductor types. Very gestural.
1: Very gestural. They're, they're creating a symphony of flavor.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> symphony wow. of something. That's for sure.
1: Oh Yeah. Speaking of um, symphony of flavor, you went to Subway, Ty. Yeah, I did. I've it three times this episode. Do you want to walk us through why you would, you know, put yourself through that?
0: Yes, I would love to share with you my Subway experience, Eric. Um, prior to going to Subway, we, this is the prequel. Um, much like a symphony, much like a live event. On Saturday night, I went to a Met Gala. A yeah. met and gala. And it, thank you for a reaction i was looking for a reaction
1: <laughs> You're, you were like really asking for one so i had to give you one but please explain because we all know ty the met gala is the first monday in may and it at the time of recording recording and publishing it is april 18th so <clears throat> please explain what you mean
0: by that well as you know every year eric I throw away my Met Gala invite because I can only bring plus one. You know, I got to bring the whole set. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So this was not the official wind tour sponsored Met Gala. This was simply a wedding reception of a close friend whose theme for the reception was Met Gala, meaning Mm. people like me must show up serving looks. I can serve one liners. I can serve aces. But can I serve looks? I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't
1: know either. Did you manage to serve a look? What was the theme? I mean, the theme was Met Gala, but even the Met Gala has its own theme. So
0: yeah, what was was the theme in the theme? (laughs) There was a bit of a confusion and redundancy with that. I attempted to clarify with the host. Uh, I got very little information. So the theme was look like you're going to the Met Gala. Excellent.
1: Okay. And um, how did you manage to do that?
0: Excellent follow on question, Eric. I was (laughs) teaming you up to ask me that. Now. The days leading up to this Matt Gala, so this is the prequel of the prequel. I visited many a thrift store looking to assemble an ensemble that felt m- m- Metty. <laughs> I have to watch my words there. <laughs> um, I was originally going to go with like a Harry Styles fit with like some quirky pants and uh, a really like interesting kind of suit fit, but I got nervous. I got my my balls shrunk, Eric. I was worried people would point and laugh at me. And you did. I sent you a pic and you laughed at me. <laughs> I, I I did. I did do that.
1: And immediately after hitting send, I realized that I reacted too quickly. <laughs> I thought, damn, this is really going to affect Ty's decision making now. <laughs> now that I've like laughed this hard at something that he showed me. <laughs> I immediately was aware of the consequences of my
0: response. So... Clearly that yeah. got to you. So what did you do after I laughed at your fit? <laughs> yeah, dude, I was sweating. I was hung up on it. I didn't know what to do. I felt like that dude in season one of White Lotus that I can't get over the hotel room. Uh, but that was me with the fit. I was like, what the fuck are you going to do here? So I ended up pulling back on a lot of the parts. I went with like a classic blue tux. I added some like jewelry to it, did my hair really nicely, and I felt really good. I didn't stand out, but I certainly fit in. Um, Hmm. fit aside, there were many, many people dressed up in many different ways at this event. Uh, there were some people wearing some pretty goofy fits too. And I realized post celebration that I could have probably pulled off the Harry Styles look.
1: Yeah, to be fair, I did think you could have just went for it. Um, knowing the context of the event, I think it would have made sense. And I think you looked a little bit too good because I did see the after photo and I think you looked like too put together. It's like kind of a little bit like um, like Daniel Craig at the Met Gala, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas like you wanted to go for a little bit um, androgynous vibes (laughs) Um, for all the brads listening. My immediate feedback following the first picture was this is a great opportunity to wear a dress. And we would have loved, all of us, me included, would have loved to see you, tie in a dress at the Met Gala.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I did because no other uh, person who identifies as male there was wearing a dress. But I was worried if I rolled up in a dress and there's another <laughs> dude in a dress, or worse, like two or three, we're all going to be Spider-Man pointing at each mm-hmm. other. Um, and I didn't want that situation. I didn't want to be a mm-hmm. part of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the annual days and dresses yeah. convention
1: yeah i mean that's kind of interesting because like one might also be where it's like i'm the only one who's gonna take it this far mm-hmm. and that's kind of putting concern. yourself out there in that way but so in that case the person doing that might feel comfort in knowing that their best homies are also wearing a tight body con dress
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah with the um, slit i got a slit the, the slit all the way up to the dick
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude like the rick owens um <laughs> like the Owens shaft showing uh sweater vest we love that mm-hmm. one yeah dude, we um, need to
0: destigmatize shaft at events <laughs> i'm not talking about the beverage
1: <laughs> yeah dude what 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 beverage is called shaft
0: you've never had a shaft
1: oh wait a second dude. did you call did you t- explain this on the pod it's like coffee talked to, we talked about right? this like a
0: hundred episodes ago yeah it's a uh victoria special first introduced to me by uh late guest patrick um <laughs> shout out to how original podcast late guest. I- I think fresh uh, alumni I- is a better way to <laughs> see it uh i prefer r-i-p-a-t-t-y um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so a shaft is coffee liqueur or like cold brew mixed with like red bull or some shit milk i don't know it's like it's like basically a cold brew that has a shit ton of alcohol in it and um makes you feel all weird it gives you the shakes
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i really want to be there at the table when you sit down and then they come by it's like hey can i get drinks started Mm -hmm. for you guys and then ty says like i want your shaft (laughs) (laughs) do you have a good shaft here (laughs)
0: yeah
1: i'm looking for some shaft. (laughs)
0: wow i never order it unless i see it advertised because i want to avoid that situation (laughs) and i'm not gonna lie every every time i get it it's a pretty bad shaft like i don't think i've ever had one that i i actually liked but i have a guiding principle but that if a business has a shaft on special i get the shaft for the novelty of it
1: yeah i mean that's very slutty of you um Mm -hmm. i mean is this how like just down bad women are. It's like every shaft I have is just so, so horrible. Like it, it's like if someone <laughs> like if someone clipped that part of this pop, mm-hmm. like we would be in some serious trouble, Ty. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. We sure would be. Uh-huh. Um but fortunately we our drop off rate is too bad for anyone to even be listening at this point. <laughs> so I think we're good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Twenty seven minutes in, we can say any racist thing we want and mm-hmm. it'll be totally fine. Um, yeah so
0: wow okay so uh we'll fast forward we'll we'll try to wrap up this story here so got a fit went to the met gala did so many tequila shots an obscene amount of tequila shots <laughs> woke up the next morning feeling like a bag of garbage and i'm not talking like a balenciaga fit or like a actual trash mm-hmm. and
1: look, look, much like our profile picture
0: well yeah i felt like our profile <laughs> picture <laughs> uh So, I was just like, I was bedridden all day. I was feeling so nauseous. And then around 1 p.m. in the afternoon, I finally crawled out of bed and walked up. Thank God, the nearest building, the nearest business to my house, as the breadheads know, is a subway. And this comes in handy in more than one occasion. But on this particular occasion, it was very helpful because I just crawled like I was in the desert (laughs) to Subway. (laughs) And got a sandwich to try to r- resuscitate me.
1: Wow, you're making me hungry, Ty. I, I, fuck, I have to get one soon. It's been a while. Um, what did you order? You get the veggie veggie patty again, or did mm-hmm. you say fuck that? I'm gonna vomit.
0: <laughs> Give me the vegetables <laughs> only. It was a really tough order. I was really craving flatbread, but then when I got there, the idea of stomaching anything unusual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> freaked me out a bit so i Mm try to keep it simple i just went veggie delight i needed some delight in my life but i Mm -hmm. did notice that subway was offering quite a few new meats and cheeses uh, including a fairly plump looking mozzarella slab and some habanero spicy cheese so i thought the habanero might be uh easy on the stomach so it took that first spin. <laughs> dude. Wow, I don't think anyone's ever said that sentence before. <laughs> the habanero, <laughs> dude. The the well the the matza was so wet and goopy that uh, yes. it just looked like something that had already been regurgitated once. Mm. This is why I
1: love. This is why I love buying burrata because it comes mm-hmm. in a little plastic container and it's like in a puddle. <laughs> mm. It's like you're buying a block of cheese. It's in the puddle. <laughs>
0: burrata is so funny. because, like a good burrata. You like cut a good burrata in half and it just like the whole thing just melts and spews everywhere. <laughs> and then it's completely inedible. Like it's so hard to eat after that moment, but like mm. that's what we all want.
1: Yeah. Oh dude, it's the best. Oh fuck. Um, I can't wait to have some when I go back to Italy this summer.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous of you. I'm craving burrata dude. right now. Now that I've fully healed. Anyways, mm-hmm. I, I, Put together my my sandwich, uh, all veggies, a little bit of marinara sauce, um, and then I see the cookies. And I think, I haven't had a Subway cookie in probably 150 episodes. I should oh. try these again. So I copped two M&M cookies, plowed them down. I like ate one, then ate my foot lump, then ate the other, a cookie end cap. Um, Tasted pretty good. I was pretty happy with that. I think I'm going to be pro-cookie <laughs> every visit from here forward. Yeah, the cookies never disappoint. I don't think I've ever had a cookie
1: there, and I was like, "Man, fuck this! This was uh, it's always worth the purchase. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's really just like comes down to like a frugal mindset at Subway. Like as soon as I step foot into a Subway, I immediately like I become a degenerate, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like I don't want to spend any money as soon as I'm in there. So I'm like, oh fuck, double meat costs money. Like, nah, I'm I'm not gonna do it. Like, why is that, Ty? I, 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 I spend so much money outside of Subway, but once I'm in there, I just become a cheapskate. <laughs> Why does that happen?
0: If Subway could figure that out, they would probably fix it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody knows. Yep. I do know that cookies are pretty good bang for your buck because if you consider the surface area to cost ratio, the value is pretty strong. They're really big. Like compare the cookie to the additional slices of salami you'd get if you went double meat. Double meat's what, like three bucks? Cookies, like 70 cents? It's so much more food. Now, granted, like, you could question the quality of either food to an infinite degree. Um, Mm -hmm. But the cookies, if there's another cost-cutting measure here, Eric, if you go bulk with the cookies, the price rapidly declines. If you get, like, two dozen cookies they'll give you like a cookie discount like a party platter of cookies and it's so (laughs) cheap it's like ten dollars i've rolled up to parties before with the subway cookie platter and it Mm -hmm. always impresses (laughs) even for the non-subway heads um, yeah always impresses and it's it's way cheaper than one would think
1: yeah you're absolutely right for some reason that nostalgia is baked into everyone's Mm -hmm. psyche already so you pull up with that green and yellow box with the even if it's not presented in a platter, it's just the, mm-hmm. in the box. Like everyone just goes hard. Everyone loves that shit. Yeah,
0: dude. And a a big part of like any type of potluck situation, even if it's just rolling up with desserts at a party, is there needs to be some sort of, um, I guess like intuition or connection Story. to the food. Story, even like anything you don't want the food to be the first time someone's ever tried something thing is for off a platter mm-hmm. at a party no one will touch mm-hmm. that shit like it'll be mm-hmm. radioactive it needs to be something they're familiar with they understand <laughs> and they know how to pick up <laughs> and subway mm-hmm. cookies everyone immediately gets they're like i've had it i know what it tastes like i could eat one right now bing bang mm-hmm. boom like no one's going for the bunt cake next to it you know mm-hmm.
1: not the radioactive bunt cake um <laughs> But yeah, you're right. The subway cookies, everyone knows what they're getting into. It's it's perfect. You don't know there's no slicing required. It's just mm-hmm. like you reach in, grab a cookie. You might have one early on in the night, and then later when you get shit faced, you're gonna you're definitely reaching back in for more. Um
0: dude, it's it drives me crazy thing, when someone rolls up to a party with donuts, and then some asshole starts cutting them into quadrants. <laughs> you know, this I happens so many times. That, cut the what donut you? into bite-sized pieces so everyone can have a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I don't want that. Imagine if someone did that with a foot-long sandwich, Eric. You're up to a party. You're like, yeah. hey, I brought a foot-long sandwich to share. And then you cut it into one-inch chunks. Hell no. Yeah. So why is it okay with donuts?
1: Yeah, I know. If someone's going to cut my donut into a bite-sized bite, I'm going to ask them to feed it to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. why? why stop there? It's like, I want you to put it in my mouth and clean like wipe my ass after too Mm -hmm. why
0: why do people feel the need to do that yeah don't baby me i don't know there's (laughs) i think everyone has a little bit of socialism in them
1: (laughs) what are the chances that someone is like trying one bite of every donut also it's like who who invited that person who is like i want to try the (laughs) the long john next (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the donut tasting flight is so desirable. Yeah. yeah, it's not a flight. Just take the fucking long John and shut up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> shove it in your mouth and be
1: quiet. Wow, I just realized is the long John the foot long of donuts? Foot long John, it totally the is. Footlong, Dude, John. I want to
0: cut one of those in half and fill it with meat and cheese.
1: Whoa. A little Boston cream pie action, maybe?
0: Mm, yeah that would actually hit because um uh, i always try to add a little sweetness with my sauce and i would just skip that mm. because the sweetness comes from the upper coating chocolate and the chocolate <laughs> the chocolate wow dude you got me
1: in the mood for some tim
0: hortons like
1: bottom shelf donuts mm. <laughs> <Like a laughs> bottom... i don't want i don't want the top shelf <laughs> vodka i want like the, the cheapest one like the old
0: fashioned, like that's the low keys, the slapper of Tim Hortons. Dude, the bottom shelf donuts at Tim Hortons are fantastic because <laughs> yeah. every time a Tim Hortons employee, I don't know what they're called, reaches in to remove a donut from any of the other shelves. They lose a few crumbs that then fall on and become the topping layer of the bottom shelf donut. So every bottom shelf donut is unique. It has a flavor mm. profile that it has accumulated in its days or weeks on that bottom shelf that no <laughs> other donut has. It's like an NFT, a one of one, and uh, is, I, yeah. I appreciate the novelty. Sometimes you get a little candy cane or a little chocolate chip.
1: Mm-hmm. Dude,
0: <laughs> I love when I uh, at <laughs> the old fashioned glazed,
1: and then there's like a piece of candy cane in it that's exactly mm. what
0: i'm looking forward to <laughs> hell yeah and a few everything bagel bagel seeds oh
1: yeah mm. wow dude tim's
0: is that place has like hasn't
1: changed one bit and it's still good yeah you know i mean subway would have never failed they they this is like their eighth life so maybe they cracked the code but they would have never had to you know go and get into their second life if they had just stayed the same i feel like they would have been just fine yoga mat bread and all
0: yeah they don't need to iterate i don't know why they keep trying even this whole menu refresh it's like i i look at the menu i look up at the menu and it's so (laughs) different it's like words i've never seen before and then i look down at the vegetables and it looks exactly how it looked a decade ago (laughs) yeah suddenly i feel comfortable when i look down at the ingredients There's a discrepancy between like what they're saying and what they're doing. The reality of the (laughs) nature is nothing has changed. And I don't think they're capable of changing it. Their supply chain's too good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's all like tech companies. Like (laughs) every company, tie, they just
1: like talk about doing work and they don't actually do any of the work. You know what I mean? Mm. We're all just kind of like augmenting the process slightly. But then at the same time, like the same person is doing what you want them to do, which in this Mm -hmm. case is making the BMT on herbs and cheese mm-hmm. and throwing down some mayo and mustard and calling it a day.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. Like Zuck's metaverse might be all everybody's talking about, but they're still just adding new features to your Facebook timeline that no one's using.
1: Yeah, That's exactly. Their
0: That's their cheese and toasted. But I think, I think now that I, I realize Subway falls to the same challenge as the bottom shelf donut, Eric because at subway we never we've never really talked about this but you have it's kind of like when you go to a concert you have different rows closer Mm -hmm. to the stage and farther away at subway the stage is where the sandwich artist performs (laughs) and some of those some of those meats and veggies get a front row seat to the performance Mm -hmm. but when the sandwich artists extendo clips all the way back to grab like the spinach bucket or mm. the black olives are usually pretty deep in there. They're the dropping strays. Mm. The Yeah. Ex- the guac they're dropping strays the whole way back to a uh, center stage. So you get mm. mixed in with the lettuce and tomatoes, a few green peppers or a black olive. <laughs> kind of like the bottom shelf donut you know so whenever you order the lettuce whenever you order the tomatoes the cucumbers anything else that's front row paid premium for mm-hmm. vip access to that stage you mm-hmm. get a little extra with that you get that everything bagel effect
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> and something i never thought of but now it's got me thinking you might have cracked us just a tiny little window into the optimization strategy for Subway. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they've like optimized for the most popular common vegetables to be front row to the artist because they're going to be the like they're going to be like minimal distance from the artist's hand default mm. starting position, right? So it's like lettuce, tomato, boom, right? Everyone gets that mm-hmm. shit. So why put it at the back? The artist going to have to reach in there more often than they need to and it's gonna waste valuable time because we know ty any any second that that tomato is sitting on that bread mm-hmm. is one second less
0: that i have to eat it <laughs> yeah it's also contributing to the soggification of the sandwich <laughs> <laughs> exactly I, I think you're onto something here eric it also explains why those front row vegetables tend to have larger buckets because they're they're like They're terminus stations. They're like, they're bigger. Mm -hmm. They take a lot of traffic. You know, Mm -hmm. they're the hub. The hub. Um, But it's weird. If I, it makes sense that they optimize for er, the er, efficiency. But you'd think that they would want to optimize for allergens because if the black olive is the like, maybe like median most or like I don't know, more people on Earth are allergic (laughs) to black olives than lettuce probably. But yet the black olives cross all the other vegetables on track to mm-hmm. the sandwich, meaning there's pop a possibility of contamination all across the line. So subway would be considerate to put the most uh, potential allergens near the front of the, the front <laughs> row, kind of like the like the handicapped spots at the concert. That's where these mm-hmm. things kind of sit, where they get like a little angled view. Mm hmm yeah
1: man i don't know what the best strategy is here all i know is i don't want the seafood medley to be the closest thing to my sandwich as the train is passing through the station you know what i mean
0: but do you want chunks of seafood medley because that one freak ordered it like right in front of you (laughs) crossing the lettuce and tomatoes that you desperately do want on the sandwich like that's scary to think that the seafood medley or the tuna would like fly low above the above the yellow and uh white cheeses yikes mm-hmm. it is a big yikes and i don't know if
1: i have an answer for you ty i i think like one strategy that has helped me is just like you know plug your nose squint do it do as much as you can to <laughs> deprive your senses while you're in the subway and hopefully just get through it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if you can like turn off your taste buds also, that might be a great way to stomach a foot long when you really need it most.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> We're just here for the
1: sustenance. Exactly. Food is fuel, and I'm gassing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm running I'm on empty. Gassy <laughs> <at the subway.
0: laughs> yeah, no shit. When I'm running on oh. empty, I need some empty cows. Absolutely. Um
1: yeah, man. Hey, Ty, this um, I thought it was a good time to mention that this episode is brought to you by Subway's new spokesperson. Have, oh. you, have you seen the news of the new spokesperson for Subway? No, tell me more. It is the Dalai Lama.
0: <laughs> no, is this a, like an AI image? <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell Dali me, Ty, if, if the Dalai Lama... <laughs>
1: <if> it, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it what's happening here, Ty, but if you're telling me that the image of an underage boy sucking the tongue of a Dalai Lama is AI, I'll be happy to hear that. But sadly, I don't think it is.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. So the Dalai Lama... Oh, I see what you're trying to say here. The Dalai Lama did not eat Subway. (laughs) The (laughs) Dalai Lama ate a little bit of a child. (laughs) Oh, the child...
1: (laughs) The child dropped a black olive in the Dalai Lama's mouth and went to go look for it. Is what I'm saying.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah,
1: Dude. pretty disturbing to be honest. But I thought that um, Subway might have you know caught wind of this news and thought you know maybe he could represent yeah. our product.
0: Yeah, he's got potential. It seems to have a track
1: record of like like that.
0: Hmm. With 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 that mind, Eric, all religious leaders probably consume Subway, like. I'm sure there's an AI image online of the Pope wearing a Vetements hoodie, like eating a footlong BMT. <laughs> yeah, with like a perfect lineup, yeah, <laughs> and like
1: cornrows or something. He's like mm-hmm. in his Montclair puffer, um, mm-hmm. eating a long.
0: Wow. Damn. Uh, yeah. But but no, I I, th- I didn't see this image real or fake, uh, but it sounds terrifying. It sounds uh, <laughs> not not in my explore feed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I got this article from the same source as my love is blind story today. Mm. (laughs) It was in the footer and I had to click on it and the visuals tie worse, worse than the tuna bucket. I'll I'll just say that it was disturbing. This little kid. Yeah. This little kid
0: got,
1: apparently this, okay. This is the most mind boggling part of this is like the whole like community that supports this guy is i don't know what it is Is buddhism i don't really know
0: they all like like, i don't follow
1: i don't follow either i'm a i'm a leader not a swallower um (laughs) but they were all like backing him up and being like oh well sticking your tongue out is actually a way to greet people or it's like the kid was the kid liked it or some shit is what they're saying and it's like what the fuck this is all backwards man but um they're claiming we took it out of context we clearly see some weird gross shit going on but Mm. i don't know it is what it is you should you should
0: probably look it up is what i'm saying i will go incognito and take a look (laughs) later um it is interesting though how the cult of personality can create a first line of defense for somebody you got you got the supporters no matter what happens Mm -hmm. it makes me wonder if like i was uh not as closely following subway when the day fogel went down <laughs> um but i'm curious if he had that that support group on the internet like on v1 of twitter trying mm-hmm. to preach the good word of fogel or if You're he was right. ostracized yeah. by everybody 100 percent of the population like, we're the focal believers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the focal or the allegation deniers. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but you know what, Ty? I don't think it's much of like, hey, we need to support our leader because we like him. I think it's more so we've wrapped up our identity in this person as being mm. adjacent to this person. So now we need to go on self-defense mode and be like, yo, we we need to like make what they're doing look okay because it incriminates us if what they're doing is not okay.
0: Right. I guess the most uh, twisted example of this is all of the Elon Musk followers. I myself <laughs> had to un- unwind my personality that was so closely associated with the embattled Kanye West a few months ago <laughs> in order to create a, they say like, you got to separate the art from the artist. And in my case, it was the person from mm-hmm. the personality and it was my personality really? I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah we gotta sometimes we gotta lop off our own our core personality trait and mm-hmm. but then you know as soon as kanye posts again on instagram saying we we back album coming mm-hmm. um wearing like a full blenciaga fit then we're gonna say new personality unlocked and it's mm-hmm. go time
0: yeah i can't wait to see which personality he comes back with so that i can immediately adopt it <laughs> a rebrand isn't needed for all of us right now
1: i know Ty. times have been tough um no virgil no kanye mm-hmm. i don't know what to think anymore
0: where are our heroes yeah dude <laughs> can't even boy. rely on frankie boy anymore
1: yeah dude it's honestly all of this is very sad i have to yeah just you know Grow I'm up, thinking. Finally, I think. I'm
0: thinking of returning my cock ring.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's the uh, what's the return policy on the Frank Ocean <laughs> cock ring? Yeah. does it come with a little like security band on it? Yeah, imagine like- you imagine you link with a boy, and there's like he's wearing the Frank Ocean cock ring, but it has like the tag on it still. <laughs> You're like I don't know if I like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: want to be sure it fit <laughs> yeah exactly
1: damn. damn wow but you know what after all of this like i think like five years ago like when channel orange came out i would probably be like wow like it's okay frank can do no wrong it's just, it's cool that he showed up late you know what i mean he's mm-hmm. actually late i want to emulate this in my life but now that i've kind of grown up ty i, I realize like it's just who fucking cares let's move on why, mm-hmm. why i care about what an artist does you know
0: i know if you're not actively attempting to entertain me like if you're not putting on a show <laughs> literally like getting in my face and trying to get my attention mm-hmm. we live in a new a new world now where there's other things that will consume my attention and i don't mm-hmm. think frank is wise to this
1: yeah absolutely do you think like those kids in the crowd had the shakes because they're like they can't like swipe up and get out of there <laughs>
0: the kids in the crowds had
1: the shakes because they were insanely dehydrated (laughs) yeah that too well i don't know what to say ty i won't be going to coachella ever that's Mm -hmm. it for that that dream i won't be ever going i don't think it's worth it i'd rather just go see an artist you know one-on-one
0: i never really was a music festival man for that reason eric the idea Mm -hmm. of like like music festivals are like Costco for live performances where you're just trying to like load up a whole year's worth in one <laughs> weekend. I like to spread yeah. it out. I like to like have like an ex- just enjoy the event of a night around one show. I don't need 10 shows in a day. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not a, an addict. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And it kind of dilutes the performances of each individual act mm-hmm. because, like, if I'm going to the frank ocean concert like one week and then like two months later i'm going to the drake show i'm gonna remember the frank one and the Drake drake one but if i'm seeing like calvin harris diplo (laughs) Mm -hmm. drake frank like rosalia (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna remember calvin harris performance you know what i mean
0: (laughs) dude i totally get that like there's like names on this lineup that are like line four that i would be stoked to see that i'm not even going to like remember because i was in like a dehydrated haze middle of the afternoon
1: <laughs> yeah because you're waiting <laughs> in line at the porta <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> i missed alex's g because i was trying to take a pee
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wonderful i was actually Dude. sorry i was actually at the revolve tent trying to get you know, break in, <laughs> break into mm-hmm. the revolve tent,
0: trying to get a sip, free
1: sip of eight one eight.
0: Dude, if you want to get in there, just roll up in my slit dress. They'll yeah. let you in.
1: Yeah, if they say no, then they're um, discriminating and marginalizing you, Ty. So that, I won't, I won't have any of that.
0: Hey, speaking of eight one eight, I finally drank the infamous eight one eight espresso martini this weekend. Have oh. you had it yet? Have you tried? the 818 oh did you make it yourself yes i mean there are places like craig's in la that can get you one made in-house but Mm. i made it in my house because i don't know any vancouver location that's currently uh, peddling it
1: well ty the place we went to get tacos after tennis has 818 in stock so you really missed out yeah
0: oh shit i wonder if they would make it happen for us um it was pretty good (laughs) 818 in espresso martini it had a little bit more of a spunk to it than your your trad mart mm-hmm. um
1: <laughs> so how, how how does it how is it made is it just replacing the vodka in it so it's like equal parts Kalua, um 818 and espresso
0: Yeah, everything's relatively consistent with the swap. Uh, They also, you do a little bit of simpy syrup with uh, some cinnamon in it, cinnamon Mm -hmm. in the simpy syrup. Uh, So you kind of dilute (laughs) that for a bit and huck it in. Um, That helps with a little bit more of the kind of like earthy flavors that coffee Mm. beans would provide. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, I have all of these ingredients, including the 818, so I'll have to make some. Was it? I think I'm going to the... make one after this pot, actually. Oh, was it the Blanco or the Reposado?
0: I... Kendall recommends the Reposado. I have the Reposado. You could try it with the Blanco.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I have both.
0: Try it with both. I have two tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. That's the move for sure. Well, I'm going to go log off now and try some 818 martinis.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm also going to treat myself to another saltine, so it's going to be a good night <laughs> for both of us.
1: I've gotten really hungry listening to the, you talk about subway tie, so let's uh, let's go eat and uh, you know let the bread. Oh yeah,
0: ends. to close off my subway story, after I ate my footlong, I came home and I went back to bed for five hours. That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the the morning routine of a true psycho. Um mm-hmm. anyways, breadheads. Thank you for listening yet again. Um if you haven't already taken advantage of our promo codes, they are linked in the description. Be sure to get a blender because it'll change your life.
0: Mm-hmm. 12% off using the code thinkfresh12. That's right, you heard it here first, thinkfresh12. Thank you, breadheads. Have a wonderful night. Ciao.
1: Ciao.